Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Hey, it's Kevin here. And before we dive in, I just want to make a quick note and apologize. The microphone as I recorded this episode was not plugged in, but it was 24 minutes of really amazing content. And so I do not want to re-record it uh, for lack of that energy that came through as I was sharing on this topic. So please bear with me. You might have to adjust your volume, but I will make sure that future episodes do not allow that to happen, but enjoy the episode on how to attract the love of your life with self-reflection. What does it take to attract the love of your life. Maybe you're someone who is wanting that for the first time in your life. Maybe you're someone who's had a certain kind of experience in relationships and you thought you had it and it wasn't it. There's breakup, there was maybe a divorce and maybe you're wondering if it's even possible. I personally believe that it is for every single one of us, no matter what our past or what our history has been. and. I want to share with you some ideas that will support you in your process of opening up your heart, maybe the, for the first time to really welcome in the love you love, <laughs> the love you would love. That's funny. Uh, but then also maybe to open your heart again so that you're really porous and, and welcoming and ready for that kind of relationship again. And if you really, really feel called to attract someone into your life, that maybe is the, the best fit for you. So I want to share with you some ideas, some tools, some, some things from my own experience, of course. I'll share with you an experience my mentor has had about the evolution of her, the love in her life, because um, she's been actually through three marriages. She's in her third marriage. And uh, I believe that it's actually, it can be divine. You know, some people have a perception on failed marriages or heck, even just failed relationships. And it's like this bad thing or that um, we're not good enough or there's something wrong with us. Or maybe we blame others like, oh, there's something wrong with the people I attract. But there's there's ways of perceiving it differently that can help, again, open up your heart so that you're ready for the love that you would have in your life. So like I said, I'll share with you my own experiences, some tools, some things that I've learned along my journey. And I think I'm uniquely qualified because I've attracted the love of my life. Her name is Vivianne Rodriguez, soon to be Vivianne Carton. Uh, we are married. We got married eight months ago at the recording of this, but um, uh, she's going to be changing her last name soon. But uh, yeah, I, I really feel that um, this is my soulmate. And our relationship has been evolving and growing and deepening ever since, of course, we got married. But even before that, we've been together now for five years at the recording of this. And um, I know I would not have been able to actually not only attract, but then actually sustain this kind of relationship without certain things. And so I want to share, so, because obviously, like I said, <laughs> I, I believe I'm qualified to a degree, uh, of course, to speak on this topic, since I really do feel I have my amazing partner, my soulmate in my life. And our relationship is such a, a safe, protected, um, supportive space where we get to be our full selves and evolve and grow. And we give each other grace as we what I lovingly say, we step on each other's toes sometimes unconsciously, but it wasn't always this way. And I want to start there. So 
this process of evolution to being at, at a certain place in my life where I was able to welcome in this kind of relationship, it, uh, it began the complete opposite. It was always a desire of mine, and maybe you listening to this, it's a desire of yours, a burning desire to have a love in your life. Whether it's uh, like for me as a man, I've, I've wanted a woman in my life. Shoot, it could be the opposite where you're a woman wanting a man in your life. It could be other ways and it doesn't matter. It's love is love. I, I fully believe that. I, I know my brother Chris does as well. Uh, we, we believe in equality uh, or um, the equality of all. So there's many different versions of this and how it may look, but that you want a partner, that you want someone in your life that fulfills, uh, not even so much fulfills that other half. I, I don't like that phrase of like, it's my other half. <laughs> I believe that in relationship, we want to be full fulfilled and happy and joyful with ourselves, in ourselves, in our own life. And that when we have someone in our life, then it amplifies that joy and that happiness and that love. It's an expansion rather than a completion. And so, like I said, it wasn't always that way. So I want to share my journey because it, it gives some insight into what we can do. If you're looking for that, if you're working on yourself, if you're working on evolving and and uh, shifting and changing your own self, because that's really, I believe, where it starts. And um, I intuitively knew this at some level. I don't know how, but um, when I was younger, so my story, I started off obviously through puberty when I was 11, 12, 13, started getting interested in girls. Um, and I, I was unlike other boys at my age because I had this desire to attract the love of my life. I, I had this idea of like, oh, like I want to find the one. And I probably got it from movies or some shows I was watching, but I think a, a core of it was not only from pop culture, but also seeing my parents and the love that they shared. And I, I was, and still am blessed to have parents who are together and they're married and they exude love in many ways. And so it was inspiring to me. And so that really sparked something within me and my 12, 13 year old brain of like, all right, I'm going to find the one. And so different than most, most boys at that age. But uh, anyway, I went on that quest, got to uh, ask my, my first girlfriend out at the age of ripe age of 15, which I felt like it was even a bit late because um, some of my friends in 13, 14 years old were having relationships and girlfriends and all that. Um, but I started at that age, eight months later, she broke up with me and I was devastated because it felt like I, I felt heartbroken because I wanted to continue that relationship. And since I had that goal in mind, that dream, I was already starting to see like, how could this be the one? Like, is this the one? Um, and I probably even, that maybe that's actually what chased her away because I think I might have even shared that. Like, hey, you want to get married? But no, not like proposing, but actually just posing the questions. Like, hey, like I'm, I'm interested in finding the one. Like, I want to have a discussion on that, but little did I know that that was a problem, <laughs> a, a, a pattern that started to evolve out. Um, but aside from that, which I'll talk about in a moment, in my journey, I also started to notice that, and I, this is what I was mentioning before, that I intuitively knew, knew something to do, and this is what I would recommend. I think if you're listening to this podcast, especially this episode, you probably are, aware, are, are already aware of it, but it's a principle to still work with if you are not in the relationship of your dreams and you want to call that in, or maybe even you are in a relationship and you want to evolve that. Like things with me and Vivian were not all sunshine and rainbows the last five years. 
since we've been together and that we've gotten married. Like we've had our bumps in the road as people call it. So how do we navigate that? But the principle to work with is that whenever you have challenge or struggle, some discord in relationship, it is always, always at some level, a reflection of something in you that is not living in love. Like you are not coming from love. So while someone may have hurt you or said something, the, the fact that we get hurt, like we actually take offense, means there's something within us that is not uh, as strong or maybe as solid as it can be, which is not a bad thing. In my younger days, I would, I would beat myself up, feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, or like, oh man, like I, I was silly for saying that, or like, oh, I, sh I shouldn't have, um, uh, shouldn't have tried that, or like said that word, or, um, but anyway, we all make mistakes. But the true principle to work with is to reflect, rather than to beat ourselves up, to put ourselves down, to feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, or that. Maybe I'll. Why do I always attract this person who's not emotionally available? Whatever it is. We reflect in, all right, what is it in me that I can work on? Because the truth is, probably already know this, but to highlight it, we cannot change anyone. We cannot change anyone else. The only place that we have true control and power to change is within. It's the thoughts that we think, which of course moves into our energy and our feelings, but also the actions we take, the things we say, the things we do. That's the only, those are the only things we have actual control over. And so in relationship, if we really want to evolve to attract the love of our life, to be with a soulmate that we want to be with for the rest of our lives, if that is the intention, which I know is not for everyone, but if you're listening to this, I imagine you might want this, but um, if we want that, we have to be willing to change. It's, it makes me think of this, uh, this illustration. It's a, it's a comic that is, I think it was in a, like it's like an internet comic. It's not a meme, but I think it was in some like magazine or article, but it's got this image of uh, like two booths, like where you can go up and ask a question, like an information booth, but these two booths, one of the booths has a, a sign above it. It says uh, change, like we want change, like just external change. The other sign that says is internal change, like you change. And, and there's this whole line of people on the side of, we want change, like change, want, we want change to happen in life. But then there's almost no one, maybe just one person at the booth of interchange. Like I'm willing to change me. And it's interesting when it comes to relationships, especially a romantic relationship, it is the most paradoxical thing because I, like I said, sometimes it is something that the other person does. And we want to evolve that. Like we don't want to accept behavior that is hurtful or it's not the kind of behavior we would love, the way in which we would love to experience love or to be supported or to be held in a certain relationship. But it is our job to question what part of me is involved in that. Truth be told, if you're having some level of emotional reaction, where you're getting what is called, some people call it being triggered, at some level, it's something within you. And it means there's some inner work to look at. And I wasn't aware of that when I was younger. Uh, I get a intuitively knew at some level. So I was, and after each failed relationship, because I there was like eight or nine before I met Viv, um, I, I started to ask the question as I gained more awareness, like, all right, I'm not perfect. I'm not pretending that I'm perfect. I think I'm a catch, but I'm not, like, I'm attractive. Like, I got good qualities. I'm a nice guy, but 
there's something going on. Like I'm, I'm not attracting the right person or uh, those relationships that are ending, like it's, it's them breaking up with me. Or even if I'm breaking up with them, then it's like, uh, there's something off about it. And so we, and even in, there's been times where like, I think of one relationship at the end of high school when I was 17, that I was with this, this girl for a year and a half. And I broke up with her because even after, which is funny because we talked about marriage and we were both open to it, knew that it was like several years ahead that we didn't want to get married soon, but we at least had the conversation. So that, that idea was there, which resonated with me. But over time, I started to notice that I didn't kind of like, as you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm tripping over my words because I'm getting excited about this because in relationship, there is a, an evolution. When you meet someone, we often, we all know the phrase, it's the honeymoon phase. When you first meet someone, it's like the first year or so. That's the, often the first phase. And after the first year, going into the second year, generally, this may happen sooner, may happen later. Generally, we start to open up and realize, hmm, when this person is alone or, or rather when we're alone and we're just in our you know normal day-to-day -day life, maybe we don't live together, but like we're seeing each other often enough, we're starting to see a side of this person that is not the, the front page of, of their life. And they start to show a bit more of their true colors, we call it. And so those that's the moment. Those are the moments where we really get to know ourselves, but we also really get to know who we're with. And that evolution process is an interesting one because it can be challenging. And like I said, even in my relationship with Viv, who I, it, I know is my soulmate, we got married, but I'm loving the relationship we're evolving into. We have dreams of having kids and having a family and even going to business together. Like we love our life, but it wasn't always that way. In the first couple of years, things started to be uncovered. The shadow self started to come out. Those parts of us, which by the way, is a very human, normal part of us, human self. There's a part of us that is, is wounded. We have scars from our past. We have patterning that we may be triggered by. And in relationship, it can be such a divine beauty when we allow those scuffs, we allow those scars, we allow those unloved parts of ourselves to be seen. We allow those parts of ourselves to be seen. And if a person is at a certain space in their life, especially if in their, in their own growth path, then we get the opportunity then to see each other in our own darkness, which I know on one level can seem dark. I mean, can sound not fun and sound like not the thing we want to do or not good. But I promise you, out of the years that I've been, I, I can share it, I've been in many relationships, but this, this one I've been in now for five years that has been so robust and rich and fulfilling, it's partly because we both have been able to allow ourselves to be seen in that kind of broken down phase and a part of us that is not strong. We allow ourselves to be vulnerable. I don't remember who says this quote, but there's this beautiful quote or idea that the cracks in our heart is where love can be let in, where the light can be let in. And so if we're not willing to allow ourselves to be seen in that, those, those spaces, or if we aren't willing or able or having a capacity to see someone else in their own darkness and not uh, blame them or judge them or um, you know shut them down or or think they're some you know they're wrong or broken, 
because then then we're we're creating separation when the primary thing of why we're in relationship anyway is for connection and i believe it's one of the most spiritual things to do to see something that may not be on the surface or in a maybe human judgment as good or lovable and love it anyway we send energy it's not easy really it's not easy because there's a whole side of us in our human nature that wants to rise up and protect ourselves to get away to run to hide not be seen that just creates more disconnect let's take a deep breath <laughs> you and i <laughs> i started to notice the um the that kind of level of energy I just brought there because it can be heavy and I don't mean to, and I don't even have this as an intention or like a specific idea in my mind of like, this is where I'm going to go in this conversation. But, um, it is important. I think it's, it's essential for a love to really, really welcome a love that would last a lifetime. So those, those spaces we go to, it's challenging, difficult, sometimes dark, but man, the light that is emitted from the transformation and the movement through those kinds of moments, that is God manifested. That is divine, inhabited in the human. I'm, I'm like tearing up a bit actually because of how powerful that um those moments have been in my life with my relationship with Viv. So what to do, what to do about this? Some encouragement for you, my friend, is while that could be challenging, and again, even like daunting to be like, oh my God, that's gonna happen. Um, yes, and you got this. Because I believe the desire that we have for that kind of level of love that would last a lifetime or that is our soulmate, that we are, it's our person. And we, to experience that depth of relationship in such a way that it's so expansive, even through the challenging times, I believe that that is a, uh, it's evidence. Like that desire to have that is the evidence that you have the capacity. It may not be a developed capacity yet, but it's something that you can develop. And that is, um, is something to work on, of course. So that's something just to allow to percolate in your in your mind, to allow to spark idea what you could do, what steps you could take. I noticed that um, as I'm bringing this in for a landing, this idea, this topic, uh, there's not many real practical tips because you know love is not strategic, love is not logical, love is not uh, like hey do this and you're going to get the result. It's it's coming from the heart. It's living from that heart space from that energy that you know you love that you'd love to experience that you'd love to give that and you're willing you're willing willing to go through those challenges and sometimes it's your willingness to be hurt like it's it's again not sunshine and rainbows in any relationship sometimes we hurt each other like i mentioned i love the phrase because it, it speaks to the very nature of how with sometimes it's unconscious and we don't mean it but sometimes we step on each other's toes and that you can draw as an analogy. Sometimes we hurt each other, not on purpose, but it just happens. 
And then when we gain awareness out of that kind of uh, trance that we might be in of like, oh, shoot, I was being a victim there. <laughs> I was being hurtful in what I said or didn't say or how I just shut down and just left or anyway, uh, that's, it's not bad as long as you're willing to go through that and evolve and, and notice the patterns in your life, of how that shows up. I really believe to full, bring this full circle. I really believe that if in those several relationships before I met Viv, if I did not do that work, if I wasn't willing to put the mirror up in my face and say, Kevin, what did you do that caused that? challenge or cause that breakup or cause that hurt or cause that pain and what can you do not to not to like beat myself up or like uh say like i'm such a bad person but to look at that honestly and see okay what is my human homework to do like i got some patterns some subconscious uh programs that is not in harmony with a full expansive love that i would i want in my life otherwise i would have it and so it's time to up level it's time to let go of some things Sometimes it's time to shift some behavior. It's time to let go of some ways of reacting. And maybe even sometimes it's time to get some help. That could be powerful too. Like I also believe that out of uh, years of studying with my mentor, who me and Chris have just interviewed recently last month, um, Mary Morrissey, I, I know that I've evolved so much and got so much help in terms of evolving me as who I am, how I'm showing up in relationship to welcome in and accept the beautiful woman that Vivienne Rodriguez is. And so I encourage that for you as well, my friend. That is the one thing really highlight today. And I got something to invite you to, my friend. If you've got some of this burning desire, if <laughs> this is something that's on your heart to attract into your life, I had the privilege of being a speaker. I am a speaker. It's a recorded event, but it's a, a free online summit that you can join called Sacred Love. It's an event hosted by a beautiful woman named Julia Ann Risdale. And it's an event where me and five other global leaders and speakers share our wisdom on how to uplevel your relationships, your relationship, and create the love of your dreams. So if you're feeling called to, and this is what, Ju these are Julia's words, and I love these words, is that if you're feeling called to lead the way into the next level of planetary love expansion, then this free resource, this free online summit is definitely for you. Because yes, while it's powerful and amazing for us to attract the love of our life, it really is about expanding the vibration of our earth that helps the earth. And so this event, Sacred Love, it's a seven-day event really to help change our world leave a legacy, and of course, create the love that flows from your soul. So it begins on June 16th, 2023. And you can click the, the link in the description of this episode to sign up. Again, it's completely free. And my gosh, I feel so blessed and honored to be alongside the other speakers. Um, there, obviously, just click the link in, on this, in the description of this episode, and you'll see the different list of speakers that are there. But just to name them, to share there's Ariel Ford, who is a love and relationship expert, an award-winning author and speaker. There's Anna Lau Rai, who is an emissary of love. And uh, Mumara is a teacher, is a universal channel and healer. There's Joanna Shakti, who is soul love and love mentor and founder of the Ecstatic Intimacy. Uh, Alexia Vlahos, uh, her name, last name is uh, Kolo Kosides. 
um, I haven't met them personally yet, and so I might be pronouncing the names wrong. Please forgive me. But a uh, transformational soul journey coach and heart activator of light, and Dr. Keith Witt, who is a psychologist, teacher, author, and founder of the School of Love. And of course, again, this is hosted by the amazing Julia Ann Risdale, who is an oracle, a catalyst, an ascension guide, uh, and a transformation guide. So a very powerful event. And just to share one other quick thing of what you'll learn through this process, because it's a full seven days. You'll get the an access to each of the interviews of each of our teachers, including myself, throughout the week, beginning June 16th. And so what's covered? We're going to talk about what is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Probably not that, but it is the topic of what is love. Uh, my topic I shared is how to use time machine, a technique that I learned from my mentor, to bring in the love that you desire, to be the love you love to attract. Uh, also covered is how what you are being is important in your love life. Also how to spice things up in the bedroom department based on real science, as someone else covers this and the other topics are now other people have covered, other teachers. Other topics are why being in our divine feminine energy as a woman, if you are a woman, is important and how you can connect with that. Also, what is erotic polarity and why it's important. It's an important factor in a relationship. And then plus a special channeled love activation to embody the love that you are. So it's a really, really powerful event. I signed up myself, even though I'm a speaker, I want to hear from the other speakers. So again, you can register for your free space, free ticket at the link in the description of this episode. Just click it, sign up, and I'll see you at the event. So I hope you join that. I hope you enjoy that. And I'll see you on another episode of the Science and Spirituality Podcast. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.